Hey everybody, it's Ron. We still have a few screen print posters left, but they're going quickly, so stop by one of our live shows to get one of your own. And if you're a fan of this podcast but live outside of Denver or San Diego, please email us if you'd like to buy a poster too. We'll find a way to get one to you. We have a handful of special shows in the works, and our seventh anniversary in Denver is next month, so please visit our Facebook page or website, thenarrators.org, to stay up to date. Next storyteller. All right, next storyteller. It's next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. Last October, our friends at From the Hip Photo hosted a small event at Fort Greene, this cool, funky little place in Globeville, and invited the narrators to share a few stories. The theme of the evening was Punk's Not Dead. Stage was just the corner of a little concrete-walled room with streamers on the walls. It was like part dungeon, part homecoming dance. And the audience was tiny compared to our regular monthly shows. The acoustics, as you'll hear in a minute, were terrible for recording. But the stories, they were all so fantastic. And that tiny crowd with their cheers echoing off the walls, they just sounded enormous. The connection and camaraderie were palpable. But after the show, I decided the quality of the audio was too poor for the podcast, so I left the file sitting in a folder on my computer. You know what? Fuck quality. As my co-host Robert said to me recently, sometimes quality can be a tool of oppression. Socially imposed standards of what's good enough or professional enough can sometimes hold back important voices from being heard or bend those voices simply to please others. At the narrators, we don't screen our storytellers or edit their stories not because we want to produce a bad show, but because we believe their stories deserve to be heard in their own voice without external pressure, and that is the benchmark of a good true story. I mean, maybe we're getting lucky every month? But after almost seven years and over a thousand stories shared, it really seems that our hypothesis is correct. I think this is especially relevant to our current state of affairs because there are a lot of folks taking action right now, and it's disheartening to see good people arguing about the right way to protest, the right way to make a difference, and the best way to affect change. If you're a people pleaser like me, it's paralyzing, and I'm sick of worrying about what's good enough. Just get out there and do something. Tell your story, share your heart, and stop worrying about going big, about changing the entire world in a day. Do a little something, and then do a little something more. You are good enough, in your own tiny way. Today's story comes from Jim Norris. Jim is a long-standing member of the Denver music scene, founder of Three Kings Tavern, and owner of Mutiny Information Cafe, one of Denver's most important cultural institutions disguised as a punk rock bookstore. This story was recorded live at Fort Greene in Denver, Colorado on October 12th, 2016. The theme of the evening was Punk's Not Dead. I'm not, I'm not quite as eloquent as people on the microphone, so I, I, I read stuff. You know, Punk's Not Dead, but it definitely needs reading glasses. All right. All right. You know, is Punk, de- is, is Punk dead? Fuck no, Punk's not dead. I've been uh, a little too passionate about music for as long as I can remember, and there are three moments in my life forever changed by a song. The first time I heard Elvis, <clears throat> it was Hound Dog. I was at my aunt's house, and I was four or five. and I've, It was the first time I ever remember being moved by music. Couldn't understand how something could make me feel that way. And I've been an Elvis fan ever since. The second time was when I was hearing Pink Floyd's uh, Nobody Home. I was 15, just learning about depression, drugs, and angst. 
And I was dabbling in poetry and written a poem about suicide and basically was the same as the, the Floyd song. In that moment, I realized I wasn't the only one that felt depressed and I could find sanctuary in music. The third and most important <clears throat> was the first time I heard the Sex Pistols Anarchy in the UK. It was a few months after the Floyd experience and I was changed forever. You know, the second guitar solo that sounds kind of like the Batman theme, the da 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 still gives me goosebumps every single time. You know, from that moment on, it was Leather Jackets, Mohawks, Repo Man, Decline of the Western Civilization, SST, and other West Coast punk, because we I grew up no coast out here in Denver. But being a punk at Parker in the early 80s wasn't all that easy. I grew up in the country, upper middle class, with great parents and horses and lands, but cunts, punks can rebe rebel against anything. <laughs> so I made it alive through high school and into college, and I went into college initially to get a small business degree so I could open up a record store. But my first day of Business 101 changed the path. It was a huge lecture hall with well over 200 freshmen, 99.9% .9 frat, sorority, and other various sheep. And I was the one lone punk rock kid. And I felt ostracized and I, I couldn't stand it. So the business degree didn't work out. I failed out you know, on my first try. Kicked around for a few years doing this and that, this being partying and that being pointless jobs. And then I found my way back to school, and this time I got an English degree. The English, English department was much more open to dis dissenters and free thinkers. I grew my hair out and put on a tie-dye or two, dropped some acid, and got on the hippie scene for a while. And I was political and writing for a couple of underground zines when the first Gulf War broke out. <clears throat> and I was going to school up in Greeley. So there was an anti-war rally in downtown Greeley, and I thought this was my chance to get a lot more politically active. When I arrived at the rally, there was, you know, at the most, 50 people. And it was mainly mothers and some vets. Not one of my lazy-ass hippie friends were there. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, on campus, there was close to 1,000 people that had gathered in support of the war. And that day, I realized that hippies and other pacifists were useless. You know? <laughs> you know right. You're damn right. So, you know, punks were activists that got things done. And I wanted to fight the machine, throw bricks and rocks instead of flowers. So I turned my back on the hippies, and in my heart, I've been a punk ever since. You know, and punk to me is not... You know, it's not the music, it's not three chords and the truth, it's the DIY ethos. It's putting out a zine, it's starting a band, it's, it's making art, it's protesting the wrongs of society. It's the camaraderie, it's being motivated by passion instead of money. It's doing the right thing, it's being the wrench in the machine, it's being true to yourself. So when you ask a nearly 50-year-old man who still considers himself a punk rock kid, is punk dead? Fuck no. Punk is having kids and raising them to be free thinkers, to question authority, to be activists. Punk is running local businesses. Punk is putting out zines. Punk recycles. Punk's still saving kids' souls. Punk rock is playing country now. Punk rock is also dabbles in folk, folk music, techno, metal, classical. Punk is just doing the whole fucking album herself. Punk is opening restaurants. Punk is making movies and punk, punk is making art. Punk is brewing beer. Punk is still putting on benefit shows. Punk is writing poetry. Punk is telling jokes. You know, punk is still changing the world one kid at a time. And that's that. That's Jim Norris, everybody. Keep it going. Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Mary Robertson, Aaron Rollman, and me, Ron Doyle. Our intern is Sydney Crane. Our theme music is by Whalehawk. And our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. Very special thanks to our amazing sponsors. Lego Pete's, Greater Than Records, Sexy Pizza, Sexbot Comedy, From the Hip Photo, and Breckenridge Brewery. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. 
and join us at one of our live monthly shows, which take place every second Tuesday of the month at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego, California, and every third Wednesday of the month at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Both shows start at 8 p.m. and are always free to attend. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter, and for past episodes, photos from our live shows, and a list of our upcoming events and themes, please visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening.